IBC family, when uh, Jamie and I were discussing what songs, how do you conclude years and years of faithful service all into one Sunday? And uh, I was really curious as to the song selection that would be finally chosen for this time. And one thing, and I know you're probably thinking the same thing, you're glad that we ended on Days of Elijah because, wow, what a glorious reminder, what a glorious anticipation of what you and I are going to experience one day. So, wow, my heart is rejoicing. I'm still in a spirit of worship. I pray that you are too. There's a guy by the name of John Stephen Aquari who was a, a marathon runner for Tanzania, and he ran in the 1968 Olympics that took place in Mexico City. Now, for those of you who know anything about Mexico City, Mexico City is very high. I mean, it's kind of considered one of those mile-high type cities. And so uh, because of the nature of their altitude, it was really difficult for many athletes to, to uh, in a sense, break the records that they once did at a lower elevation. And, and basically for John, it was uh, no exception. You see, John came from Tanzania, and he came over to represent his his country to run in the marathon, and it did not take but a short time in which his legs started cramping up. And one particular point in the race, his legs cramped up so much that he fell, and he injured himself pretty severely. A few hours pass. All the runners that finished the race crossed the finish line. Things are being changed around. The medal ceremony is being, uh, being uh, equipped and ready. People in the stands are beginning to uh, go away. It's actually starting to get dark. It's about 7 p.m. And just as things begin to start wrapping up, people think everything is over. We're just about done here. All of a sudden, here comes John hobbling in to the stadium. It kind of catches everybody off by surprise because they're like, wait, is he part of this race? I thought everybody was already done. And yet here comes John, hobbling around the track with his injuries, no doubt probably seeing it on his face, and he crosses the finish line. Of course, everybody is kind of bewildered by what they're, just, what they're experiencing right now. And of course, the media presses in and they start asking a slew of questions. But one particular question I think was uh, just worth reflecting upon because of John's response. You see, they ask the question, why did you feel compelled to finish? Everybody would have understood. No one would have given you a hard time. Everybody would have said, please stop for the sake of your own body. Why did you feel compelled to finish the race? And John's response, I believe, is very apropos. He says, my country did not send me 5,000 miles to start the race. No, my country sent me 5,000 miles to finish the race. And you see, John's example, even to this day, leaves a legacy of what it means to persevere and finish, of what it means to faithfully endure to the end. You see, brothers and sisters, that's really God's expectation on all his children, that we would persevere faithfully to the end. It's also an expectation that God has on all leaders that he is commissioned specifically to serve his church. Paul resonates that truth in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, when he says this, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. 
It is required of stewards that they be found faithful. I believe there's three words that deserve further explanation of what Paul is referring to here. First of all, we, can, we need to understand what does it mean to be a steward? A steward can basically be understood as one who manages, one who oversees or looks after the affairs of another. And in fact, all of us, as children of God, we are all stewards of God's grace. We are all stewards because as children of God, we've been gifted by the Spirit. And those gifts are not for us, but they're God's way of working through us. So, on one hand, we have all have the stewardship responsibility to exercise our Spirit-empowered gifting appropriately. The mark of a good steward, however... The foundational characteristic of a godly steward is faithfulness. What does it mean to be faithful? To be faithful means to be loyal. It means to be constant. It means to be steadfast. It means to be trustworthy. But faithfulness is different than gifting. It's it's different than talent. It's different than skill because faithfulness influences the impact of of our skill and talent and gifting. Much like what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, right? He says, without love, all the talents in the world mean nothing. And in the same way, without faithfulness, talents and abilities and giftings are short-lived. I appreciate what John MacArthur says In his commentary, when he says, God does not require brilliance or cleverness or creativeness or popularity from his followers. Of course, he can and does use servants with those qualities, but the quality that is absolutely essential is faithfulness. Brothers and sisters, it's amazing what God chooses to do, what God chooses to accomplish through one's faithfulness. I ran across a quote from, by John Wesley, and he's known, known for saying this. He says, Give me a hundred men who love nothing but God and hate nothing but sin, and I will shake the world for Christ. In other words, it's not the number of people that matters. It's not the talents of many that make a difference in our world. No, it is the faithful resolve of a few. Maybe we can think about it in this way, IBC family. In Matthew chapter 24, we see that Jesus is going to one day return. We are promised that. He is coming back again. We just sang about that. Behold, He comes And the mandatory requirement, the most critical characteristic that we will be judged by is our faithfulness. It's not an option. It's not a suggestion. It's an expectation. It is required of a steward to be found faithful. You know, when I reflect upon Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 2, There's a person that comes to mind. A person that fits the description very well. And that person is Jamie Mason. 
Jamie Mason has been entrusted with the stewardship responsibility of overseeing and leading our worship ministry here at IBC. He has chosen songs to help us, help lead us in the worship of King Jesus. He has stayed alert to new songs that would further bring us into the presence of God. He raised up and discipled musicians so that they might serve from their giftings. He was thoughtful about the flow of worship services. He trained up a tech team to fulfill their behind-the-scene tasks. He incorporated biblical truths and relevant illustrations to help us understand what we were about to see and why it mattered for our life. He often led us in worship after pulling a 24-hour shift at the fire department, and he still smiled. He coordinated special services like Christmas and Easter. He took personal responsibility for constructing and designing of the stage. He spent countless hours behind the scenes when no one else was here, preparing, setting up, making sure that everything was ready to go to the detail so that you and I could come and worship our Savior, Jesus Christ. So yes, when I think about the kind of person, when I think about the quality of person that Paul's referring to here in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, I think of Jamie Mason. Jamie, you have been a faithful servant of Jesus Christ. You have taught us how to worship. I can't look at you, I don't think. You have sacrificed. You have sacrificed so that we could celebrate. I know the words that the Lord is going to say to you. Well done, and good and faithful servant. I thought I was ready to not do this. You and Kim will be deeply missed. Not just by me, but by our whole church family. And just as I shared at the beginning of the service, I know that life is marked by seasons. Periods of our time and time in a life that the Lord just moves his people around. And I know full well, I'm fully convinced that this is a season in which God is leading you into. So because of that, I rejoice with you. And I know our church body rejoices with you and we are in full support of you and the plans that God has in store for you. There's a couple things we wanted to do to just celebrate and to say thank you. The first is uh, just a little slideshow token of some memories. So let's look on. Well, the time has arrived, Jamie, to say goodbye to you and Kim. 
and I really am sorry to see you guys go. But I am excited for um, for the adventure God has you on, and I'm excited to hear what um, what He reveals along the way. I have such fond memories of many worship nights with the worship team, uh, practices, studies that we did together. It's just been um, a lot of years of richness. So thank you. Okay. Well, years ago, Jamie, back when you still had hair and Austin was in uh, grade school, when I first joined the worship team, I naively didn't understand that there was actually two separate teams, the worship team and the tech team. In my head, they were one team, the worship team. In fact, it was about a year that went by before I actually realized that we were two separate ministries working together. And while that might speak to my naivety, Jamie, it speaks largely to your leadership. You have been a great friend, a mentor, and really uh, someone to look up to. When it comes to leadership, Jamie, I always think of you. And uh, I want you to know that. I want you to remember that. Hey, Jamie, you've heard a lot that we're going to be missing you, and it's very true. Um, You have showed us what a committed, Christ-like leader is, and that's very important to, um, to be following person like that and um, I hope that when you move to Alaska that you will have time more with God and that you, you will listen to his word Hey Jamie, I just wanted to say thank you for the last 10 years for what you brought to the worship team for what you brought into my life we would not be the family we are without you um, following God's leadership for showing God's heart and his peace Hey, Jamie, this is a great opportunity to say thank you to you. You've been an incredible worship leader at IBC. All these years, all these Sundays, showing up like you have, selfless style, your humility and your grace and your encouragement of others who work with you and around you have been fantastic. Thank you for serving the church for so long and really so well. Hey, Jamie, thank you so much for all that you do. I know a lot of people see that you lead worship and you lead us in prayer and occasionally even in a Bible verse up front. But there's so many other things you do to prepare us for praise and worship every week. Oftentimes they have take the form of lighting, uh, the scenery behind the projection, even of items that are up on the platform that help us lead us, lead us into a spirit of worship. So as you go, we know that God will go with you. And we just pray you'll continue to go in that direction because then you'll never go wrong. Thank you so much, Jamie. Words aren't there, Jamie, to say how much we're going to miss you. You've just uh, been a super cool friend. Uh, Of the many hard times we've been through, you've always been a huge support. Always been there for us and been a great leader. We love the heart that you actually worked at, you know, doing the music, uh, the picks that you did were always timely because we know you spent time with God searching that out so it's going to be very hard and yet we know God's got another plan for you and whoever's going to get you in Alaska is going to get truly truly blessed so it's uh, mixed emotions that we say goodbye but you're going on another adventure so again we love you Jamie love for all you've done thank you for what you've done for us
Hi, Jamie. Hey, Dave Walter here. I just wanted to say thank you for uh, all of your hard work, brother. I appreciate you so much for your passion and your dedication and your tireless work uh, to provide IBC with excellence in worship. You, you've been such a faithful servant uh, week in, week out. You put the sets together. You, you carefully pray over each song. You map out the service order. You hear all the parts in your mind. You, you gather the team together. You, you pray. You practice. You put all the slides and the lighting together. You you practice again and you make sure all of that gets executed with precision every week. Jamie, you can't leave. Jamie, I want to thank you for all the years of your dedication to worship. Being on the tech team, I've got an idea of how much work it takes in the background. And I want to thank you for all you've done. You're dedicated and a good servant. You've taught me so much about worship and what it is. And I just can't thank you enough. So, brother, you'll be missed and never forgotten. I just want to thank you for all you've done. You've been a teacher, brother, friend. So happy trails. Hey, brother. We're going to miss you, Jamie and Kim as well, sister. God bless you guys as you're heading out. Jamie, you'll notice where I'm sitting here. Stamp concrete that you did, my friend. You left your stamp everywhere for God's glory. A couple of ways that you did that, through your faithfulness and your excellence and all that you did. And we pray that as you guys head to Alaska, God is going to allow you to leave a stamp all over that place as well for His glory. God bless you. Hi, Jamie. I just wanted to thank you for the way that you've led our team with kindness. Um, that's really impacted me and the way that I look at worship leadership and just leadership in general. So we're really going to miss you here, and blessings to you and Kimmy as you travel to Alaska. Hey, Kim and Jamie, I wish you all the best on your travels to Alaska. Um, it has been just a blessing for me to serve alongside of you but um, most importantly it has been um, my great joy to call you my friend for over 20 years um, boy time goes fast and kids have grown and um, you are loved by the Rygards and by me so we wish you just safe travels um, and joy, and we can't wait to see what God's going to do. Um, yeah, love you guys. Hey, Jamie, thank you so much for your time you spent with us down here in, in Washington. Um, really going to miss you when you move up to Alaska, but uh, just wanted to express my thanks and gratitude to you for, for all the time that you've given me in, in mentorship and, and discipleship. Thank you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, Paul says, It is required of servants that they be found faithful. And when I think of someone who is faithful, when I think of someone who is dependable, when I think of someone who is reliable, when I think of someone who has served Christ Church without being asked or desiring the praise of people, Jamie Mason comes and rises to the surface. He has been a, he's been a, someone who has loved and served the IBC family for many years. And for that, Jamie, we are so grateful for you. We are so grateful for being a model of service, being a model of servitude, 
where you serve without being thanked. With you, you serve behind the scenes in so many different ways, where people are clearly communicated with. I never, for a moment, as a pastor, have ever. I'm never stressed. I've never spent a second of anxiety wondering if Jamie's going to follow through with what he's committed to do. He is extremely faithful, and for that, me as well as the entire church family is so very blessed. And Jamie. We will, we will miss both you and Kim. Your absence will be felt in our church family. But know this, we are very eager and excited to hear about what God is going to do in this new season that he has for you and Kim. And uh, we, we come alongside you, even at a distance, to pray for you, to encourage you. And we look forward every single time for when you will return and visit your church family back in Port Angeles, Washington. Thank you, brother, for loving Christ and his church so well. God bless. Yeah, you heard it. Well, IBC family, thank you so much for responding in the way that you did. Uh, I love that no matter what, I know that our IBC family will not disappoint. So thank you for coming. Thank you for loving on Jamie and Kim. And just, we, we obviously love them. I, be, I believe they feel very loved. Uh, I thought it very appropriate to close out the service for Jamie and Kim to address us as their church family. And so Jamie and Kim, come on up here right now. Why don't you come on up here, and why don't you close out our service here this morning? I'm going to hold the mic here, though, because I don't trust you. It's wisdom. Nor do I trust you. Experience. It's finally settling in. No, seriously, here you go. Uh, Thank you. That blew me away. I had no idea. So thank you for that love, and it just feels like... It felt a little empty leaving without being able to hug everyone. So in some way, that was just a really great big hug um, to our hearts. So thank you for that. That was amazing. Um, Well, IBC, you have watched me grow up. You watched us raise our children. And you are a huge part of who I am. And I love how God has used you in my heart and in my life. And I will take that with me. And we're not gone. We're coming back to be with all of you. And I'm so excited um, to be able to um, personally hug each and every one of you. Yeah. Amen. That was, it felt like we were having church this morning. And I love that. That was the best gift ever, man. It was fantastic. Well, it has been. It's been a lot of years. And uh, God's doing a new thing, and it's okay. Even good change is hard, and, and uh, this, is, this is hard. It, it is. But we love you guys. I just want to leave you with a scripture that has impacted me so deeply, and I think it's a good charge for all of us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw away everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We love you, and we'll be seeing you around.